Welcome to the C Word Podcast. I'm your host, Beck Hughes. This is where creative meets business. Here we explore what it takes to harness your creative gifts and turn them into a thriving business. You can have a brand and business that allow you to create work that feels amazing to call yours, have clients you love serving, and live a life that feels like the only place you want to be. Hey there, fabulous creative friend. Thank you for joining me on the C Word podcast. If you've been here before, I'm so glad that you're back. I hope that you have taken lots from the podcast. If you have, let me know, maybe leave me a review because it's always so nice to get feedback. And if you're new to the podcast, then welcome. I'm so happy that you found me. Now, Today I am going to talk about some of the things that have had the biggest impact on my own creative business in terms of growth. And the reason I want to talk about that is because not everybody grows in the same way. Not everything is right for everybody. So the same things do not result in growth for different people. And I think there's a lot of content out there about what you should be doing. And that content always gets me a little bit annoyed, gets my goat a little bit, partly because maybe my star sign and I don't like to be told what I should be doing, but also because of that, because not everybody is the same and you won't feel as inspired or enthused about certain things as other people might. And I think that sense of inspiration and that it's aligned to you is an important part of it being its success for you, of it having the impact that it should have or that you want it to have. So what I'm more interested in is not about telling you what you should do, but more about what you could do in your business for growth. And that's really how I love to work with my clients is to show them what it could look like or kind of bring to the surface some of the opportunities and then explore what's right for them. So in sharing what worked for me, this is really about more of that could. It might inspire you with some of the things that you could do in your creative business too. So without further ado, let's get into the episode and I'll run through some of those things, why maybe I chose to do them and how they impacted my business in particular. Okay, so the first thing I should talk about is, in case you don't know, what my creative business was, or is, (laughs) it's not dead yet, (laughs) in fact it's very much alive, so I am a brand creator, so I work one-on-one with clients to develop brand strategy, and then the creative manifestation, if you like, of that brand strategy, which transforms into logo and the other creative expression of that brand. And usually that results in brand guidelines, or it pretty much always does. So that's what I do. I'm a brand creator. And that's what I did in my corporate career as a brand strategist and a designer. And that skill set is what I've built my business around. But I've talked before that I didn't always in my own business, particularly in the early days, put much emphasis on strategy, on brand strategy in particular, even though that was very much my skill set. I just didn't have the belief that that's what small business owners, the people that I wanted to work with and impact 
would want to buy, which is crazy because actually, whilst they might not initially come to the table wanting to buy it, it's what they need. And it was what had the greatest impact on them in terms of their growth as well. So it didn't take long for me to start to build strategy into my business in a very intentional, domineering way, let's say. There was a great period, if you like, where I would often have prospective clients ask me if they could not do the strategy bit. And sometimes I would acquiesce to that. And it never was the outcome that I wanted it to be. And it was never as powerful as it should be. And most of the time I ended up doing the brand strategy anyway, not charging for it and therefore resenting that particular project. So when I decided to build brand strategy into my business, it had multiple impacts on my growth. It increased my revenue because I was charging for a stage of work or a piece of the pie that I hadn't previously charged for, but had probably often done the work. So that was an immediate uplift in revenue. But it also increased my value perception as a creative business and as a designer, and therefore drove more of the desirable clients that I wanted to work with that probably had better budgets and put value in brand strategy. It drove them to me focusing on brand strategy and making it a non-negotiable in my business was probably the most transformational thing, actually. The other thing that I did through the evolution of my business was upskill. So I came into the business with the strategy skills and the design skills, and I could use design programs, obviously, that's what I had learned through my career to use Illustrator and InDesign and Photoshop. So that was my comfort zone. And in doing brand, one of the biggest things that clients wanted was a website. So in the early days, I would refer them on to someone to then build their website for them using the guidelines that I'd created. I then evolved into creating the visuals for the website and actually writing the copy because that's something else it turned out I was pretty good at and I think that comes out of the brand strategy you understand the tone of voice and the messages for the brand so writing the copy becomes a natural progression from that so I would start the process of of web design and then hand that on to somebody else and then eventually I started working with somebody as a partner in my business So it was actually somebody in the UK. I had him build websites and I white labeled that. So I managed the process for the client. I created the guidelines and the visuals and the content and then made a markup on his fees to me. And in that time, I just learned a lot about website design, development, the build, particularly using WordPress because that's what he used. And I could then edit clients' websites and it went from there to me adding pages onto the website and even sometimes doing some maintenance on the website. So I developed skills over time on the fly really. I just learned to do things when the necessity arose. And so at one stage I thought to myself, well what if I upskill? What if I was to build the websites myself? I looked at my numbers and I reflected on how many websites I was commissioning a year and what that was making me in terms of profit and markup versus the cost. 
and felt that actually I could have an instant uplift in revenue if I learned that skill, which I kind of enjoyed doing it anyway. I was interested in doing that. So I essentially taught myself web development and how to build websites in WordPress in a particular platform, which was Divi. And so for a period of time, I then brought that particular service in-house. So I would develop the brand strategy, the identity for my clients, and then take that through to building the website for them myself. And that had a big impact on my growth. And the reason for that was it increased my revenue. Again, instantaneous increase. I was already spending the money to get it done. So I was just then keeping more of that money for myself. Now, of course, I had to do the work. So it had an impact on my capacity. So I had to make a decision if I wanted to put the time there, which I did, because for me, the value equation was worthwhile. What I was going to get in terms of my additional revenue was worthwhile. And what I was able to do with that additional revenue was invest it back into my business in different ways. So I invested more in business coaching. I invested more in some systems and processes. So I did more for my business that also then equaled growth. And it sort of went full circle, weirdly enough, for me, in that I now no longer do the website build. I pass that on because the revenue that it afforded me at the time meant that I grew my brand strategy and my design part of the business, which is the bit I love doing, which meant that I could then go back to outsourcing that particular component of brand. So that was a bit of a full circle, but I never regret investing in that upskill because I'm always grateful now that I've got that skill. I can manage my own website and I can do things for clients and for others if I choose to. And it's, I think it's just good to have that understanding of a component of your business. But also I don't regret it because of what it then allowed me to do longer term. So in some ways it was a medium term upskill and investment that had a longer term impact. But there are lots of other ways that creatives and designers can upskill. Copywriting, for example, developing your copy skills so that you can include that in your services to your clients can be really valuable. And it can be another way to create revenue in your business and to grow. Brand strategy, like I've talked about, strategy was a big one for me and upskilling in that area can have a huge impact. Video editing could be another area that you might want to upskill in. Another area that I upskill myself in was email marketing. I learned to use lots of different email platforms, MailChimp, MailerLite, ActiveCampaign, and I could work with clients in the brand space to help them in that area, to create templates, for example. And it was just really good for me. I think it expanded my value and my acumen and my understanding in a broader marketing space to be able to support my clients better, but also have more control and clarity in my own business of some of those things. So upskilling for me was a powerful strategic move in my overall growth. My personal growth, actually, in terms of my skills, but also the growth of the business. The third area for me, and I know people talk about it almost ad nauseum, and I do object to some messaging out there from coaches and consultants that just essentially blanketly tell everybody you you need to increase your prices. That's going to grow your business. Of course, if you're dramatically undercharging, then absolutely. 
hike up those prices like now. Don't walk, run and and get that done because that will have an immediate positive impact on you, how you feel about your work and the growth of your business and the money and the revenue you bring into your business. Don't undercharge. If you're struggling to manage your workload, one of the strategies can be a price increase. So if you're oversubscribed with clients, of course, it's better have to have fewer clients paying more. So a price increase can have that net effect by sorting out the clients who have the budget and really want to work with you and maybe the more budget conscious clients that aren't right for you. But then if you're you are struggling to manage workload, there could also be other things at play like process or your productivity that need attention too. So yes, increase your prices, but you may also need to address some of the underlying issues that aren't going to go away just because you increase your prices. So no one should be telling you to indiscriminately increase your prices without also helping you to get crystal clear on how to communicate your value Because increasing your prices does sometimes, not always, but does correlate to the value perception of you. So you need to be able to communicate that value. You need to create a platinum client experience. So if you're going to be a premium price services, amazing, brilliant, I'm all for that. But you need to make sure that your client experience is going to match that. Because if it doesn't, someone's going to be disappointed. You need to put profit-maximizing strategies in place. Again, there's no point in increasing your prices if all of that money is just running out the door. If you're not being profitable, if you're not managing scope creep or you're not ensuring you're not over-delivering, if you're not being aware of where your time goes, the two go hand in hand because increasing your prices should equal increased profit, not just increased top line. There's more money coming in, but it's not staying. You need clear financial goals. There's no point in just putting up your prices without knowing why you're doing it or what your ultimate goal is. So having goal-driven pricing is essential. Just randomly increasing your prices without knowing that that's going to tick the box of what you want to achieve in your business, again, is, is pointless, really. And then the other thing is you shouldn't be increasing your prices without carving out time and space to do your best work. Because the more you charge the higher the expectation will be on the value that you will create. And that's that's just the way it is. And that's fair. And that's right. This idea of charge your worth is irrelevant. The more you charge, the more people will expect you to create an amazing outcome for them. Sorry, folks, but if you put crap out there, you can't expect to charge a premium price for it, regardless of what people who are telling you what you want to hear say. So you do need to make time and space to do great work for people, to give them a great experience. So increased prices, yes, but it should come in the context of an overall business strategy and clear goals on what you're doing, why you're doing it. I have increased my prices steadily over the seven years that I've been in business and that has directly impacted my growth. Going from charging quite a small amount in particular for strategy because I was just sort of like easing that into my business to now that is the biggest chunk of a budget when I work with clients. I increased my prices only a few months ago because I knew that I wanted to 
focus on the growth of my coaching side of the business, working with the other creatives. I still wanted to work in brand strategy, but I just really wanted to cherry pick the right clients. So I increased my prices so I could still generate the same amount of revenue in that part of the business, but it to take up less room. And that was exactly the impact it had. So again, strategically increasing your prices when the time's right and it feels right, or sometimes giving yourself a shove to do it because sometimes there is a bit of reluctance, has a direct impact on growth and doesn't have an impact on necessarily your time and how much you have to put into your business. Now, I just touched on it, but profitability was a big thing for me in the overall growth of my business. So starting to spend more time addressing that and thinking about it. So looking at where was my time going? Was I being productive? Was I understanding myself and my best times to be productive? Was I managing scope creep with clients or was I letting things slip through, over-delivering, undercharging? In addition to increasing my prices, scrutinizing my profit, the systems and the structures that I had in place in the business to deliver that profit was essential. The two absolutely go hand in hand. The other thing that was huge for my business growth and still is is the network and the collaborations that I created. So I've spoken before, the majority of my work and my growth does come from my network and my referrals. But that's not by accident. Yes, it comes from other activities, other things that I do to contribute to my client, to contribute to the space of brand, to be visible. But I have very consciously and intentionally built a network of others in my space that I refer work to and refer work to me. But also I focus really clearly on my clients in giving them a brilliant experience. They refer me a lot of work and it's the right kind of work because I'm intentional about making it clear who I work with, what kind of fees I command and building that side of my business. And do you know what? People who refer me, I thank them. Not just a quick email, I really thank them because it's worth a big thank you. It's amazing that when someone refers your business because they're putting themselves out there and their own reputation, but also because in acknowledging it in a big way, lets them know that I'm grateful and it encourages them to do it again. That intentional conscious building of a network is a really big contributor to my growth. And I don't mean going to networking events and mooching around handing out my business card. And I don't mean to be negative about networking events. I'm just being facetious because they are really valuable too. But that's not where I put my energy. Mine was just more in building those connections and those relationships. Another thing that had a big impact for me on my growth was how I packaged my services. So in the early days, I just had the shopping list, logo design, web design, social media templates, brochures, just your social media profile headers, business cards, like pick and choose. This is what I do and you can pick and choose what you want. Signage, anything in the brand space. But what I realized was very often clients didn't really know what they wanted. So I'd spend a lot of time helping them shape that in the early days of a project or in the proposal phase. And I'd also put a lot of admin into understanding what they wanted, putting together bespoke proposals. It just created a lot of work 
it took up a lot of headspace for the client and for me. I quite quickly decided that I would package my services in a way that I felt worked for my clients and what I typically saw them need and want and also what I love doing. So I cut out things that I didn't want to do. I didn't want to design social media templates. So I stopped offering it. I did want to do websites. So I included that in a package. I always wanted to do strategy. So all of my packages included that and it was a non-negotiable. So I defined two or three packages around what I wanted to do in my business and what I felt was right to give my clients the kind of brand transformation that they were looking for. That not only made it a lot easier for clients to buy from me, it cut down on a whole lot of setup and admin and proposal writing that just didn't need to happen. Which brings me on to the final thing, which had an impact on my growth. Not as big as adding the strategy or the upskilling or increasing prices, for example, but it has had an impact. And that has been streamlining my processes. So I joke a fair bit about how I used to manually book meetings with clients. And I have a lot of client meetings in a week. And I would do that over email. Well, I'm free on these days. When are you free? And then we'd finally land on a date and put it in the diary. And then two days later, they'd have to reschedule it and we'd go through it all again. Such a waste of time. And just actually really frustrating And then one day I was just like, I should just automate this process. And somebody encouraged me to do that because I was worried it would make that connection with the client really impersonal, that I should be hand-holding the client through this meeting process, which was ridiculous. And it was a story and it was not right. So my business coach encouraged me to do it. And it sounds like a small thing, but it had such a big impact on a couple of things. And that was the experience of the client and the perception they had of me and my business and professionalism, because actually what I thought was a good thing was actually more laborious for the client. And when I introduced it, I had lots of clients saying, oh, this is so great, this is so easy. So it was really positive in terms of my value perception, but also just saved me heaps and heaps of time. And then there were other things. By introducing packages, it meant that I saved a lot of admin around proposals, that I could automate a lot of that process. So I automated a lot of that initial information gathering that was relevant to a particular package. And I put in place a client portal. So with lots of things that I did that had that twofold effect, really, that was about saving time, but it was also about an uplift in my value perception and the experience that I gave my clients. So those have been the big ones for me. How many was that? I think that was seven. So I'll just recap because I always love to just recap, because I feel like I've chatted for a long time and it's good to summarize what I've said. So the things that have had an impact on my business and are not things that you should do, but are things that you could do or might inspire you to expand on or adapt them to work for you. The things that have grown my business tenfold over the last seven years, or the main things I should say are strategy, and how I make that a non-negotiable and charge for that in my business and charge a premium for it. How I've strategically used upskilling and adding new skills and services to myself and to my business. Increasing prices, that's a big one. And I have done that regularly, probably not annually, but I have definitely done it at points where 
I have felt called to do it in the business. Number four, building that network and those collaborations in a really intentional way. Five, looking really closely, like scrutinizing profitability and understanding that it's not just about money in, it's about money that stays in and how you use that money, which comes back to the upskilling example and how that increased my profitability and allowed me to invest in other ways in the medium term. The sixth thing was packaging my services and how that really gave clarity to the client. It cut out a lot of the things that I didn't want to do. So it made me focused on my real core skill set and cut down on heaps of admin. And then the seventh thing is that streamlining, bringing more process into my business that cut down on admin and my time invested in things that I just didn't need to be doing. So I hope this is interesting for you. I would love to know if this has inspired anything, any thoughts for you of what you could do in your business. Like I said, it's not about should, it's just about inspiring you to think about some of the ways that you could be growing your creative business. So let me know. I'm always there on DMs and Instagram. I love to hear, or you can email me, which is becky at beckhughes.com. Now, before you go, I do just want to mention my creative value incubator, which is kicking off on October the 17th, 2022. And that's a program, an eight week program, which is specifically for brand led designers who want to increase their value as a business owner. So that is about growth and that is about increasing your billables, if you like. But it's also about growing your impact, growing your client base, growing your creative integrity. We talk about the key areas that impact growth for a creative business. And that is self, strategy, solutions, your studio, your service, and how you scale. And we will work through those things in that eight-week program. So if you're interested in that, go and have a look on my website. It's beckhughes.com forward slash creative hyphen business hyphen incubator. So have a great day. Have an amazing week. The sun is shining here in Queensland and I hope it's shining on you too. And I can't wait to chat to you again soon. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.